Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Game Time Decisions presents the DFS Lineup Lock Hour, sponsored by DailyRoto.com. Back to live action, fellas. Acme Moving Company and... Music and audio production. Yay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you get Yang like a mover's uh, like yeah. uh, jumpsuit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, a one piece. Yeah. Like the coveralls. I got one. I got one in my closet. Because my dad worked at a refinery. Yeah. So I got, yeah, I got some coveralls. They're great. Great, great for a quick Halloween costume, Gabe. You just slap on the coveralls and a hard hat. I'm either like, you know, I'm like a gas employee or somebody coming to your house. Yeah, you can do a lot of things with coveralls. Mechanic, you know, easy, easy right, Halloween so, costumes. Acme. Uh, the Prez. Uh, the Prez uh, brought it up uh, this morning, actually. We got the Prez on. And uh, he, uh, from Wager Talk, and he said uh, he likes the Blackhawks over one and a half goals in, in the first period tonight. Since the best bet in sports this year. 36 and 9, I believe now. Or 38 wow. and 9. That's freaking insane. 36 and 9 over in the first period of play. You know, we're gonna, everyone's going to smash it now tonight, and it's not going to yeah. come in. 0 0. I uh, like our, <laughs> our boy Pete's tuning in. He's a real DJ, and I like this one. Speaking of the Blackhawks game, let's take a shot with Nashville to win the opening faceoff at plus 110. <laughs> <laughs> that's worthy that's of like to win the opening kick. Yeah, no, that's, that's, that's solid stuff, Pete. Now I'm going to be intrigued who wins the faceoff. Let's bring I'll in Mark Lawrence. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. I don't know if his database can tell us who wins uh, faceoffs. Yeah. Do you have any trends on who wins faceoffs, Mark? <laughs> My database doesn't hit the NFL, so I'm in the blind with you guys on that one, guys. Yeah, and NHL. NHL. So, yeah. Uh, your database is all NFL. Uh, yeah, so the Blackhawks. NHL, sorry about that. Yes. Yeah, when you're betting on uh, when you're betting on uh, opening faceoffs, then that yeah. Listen, I bet on no run in the first inning, but opening faceoff is freaking hardcore. All Flip right, a coin. Uh, Mark. Flip a coin. <laughs> Mark Lawrence uh, with us. Playbook. Uh, .com. Yeah, betting the opening faceoff, Mark. That's like betting the opening tip uh, tip of of an NBA game. Like who wins the tip? like a coin flip in the Super Bowl. <laughs> That's what I say, Mark. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I've never, I, I bet, I don't get too stupid with the Super Bowl props. I keep them in the yeah. in-game stuff uh, more than anything. All right, Mark, so before we get into the NFL, what's uh, what's your take on the on the college uh, card tonight? If you could throw us one game or, you know, what's, what's a nice angle uh, tonight as far as the college hardwood uh, is concerned? Because, Last night, I was a daylight dollar short. I was on St. John's, but the rest of my picks kind of sucked last night. What's your take on the college card tonight? Well, I look up and down the college card tonight. Uh, 
interesting to say the least. I thought last night was better, but I got blanked. So, you know, better wasn't good for me last night either. Uh, bottom line, looking at the card here, I see a favorable situation here for Wisconsin-Milwaukee playing Oakland tonight, a little obscure basketball game. But the bottom line here is Milwaukee finished last season 16-17. and 17. They finished one game under 500. They were taken out twice by Oakland. And teams who do just that finish a game under 500 who were taken out twice the previous year usually come hard against the guys that denied them a winning season. You get a perfect set in this game with Milwaukee off a 25-point loss as a favorite. Oakland comes in here off a uh, big revenge game with a big revenge game up on deck next. I think Wisconsin-Milwaukee against Oakland looks to be the right side in that Horizon basketball game tonight. A little Horizon action, Cam. Yeah, I like, you like the Horizon, Marenzi. Get on it, buddy. I'm, I'm a fan. <laughs> Cleveland State Vikings. That's my team. <laughs> what about Wright, Wright State? The Wright Straight State Raiders have been good to me in the past. Yeah, Wright State have been good. So you know, that's an interesting game to be taking a look at. So Milwaukee, Wisconsin tonight. Mark, somebody asked me about this game in our backyard here today. Ohio State and Rutgers. Uh, this Buckeye team is starting to get rolling a little bit right now. I see there's been a half-point line move here with, uh, with with now down to five and a half. Did you have any interest in this in this basketball game? It's kind of hard to trust Rutgers in this spot, but I guess, you know, the spot looks good, but it's hard to trust them. Well, I, let me say this, guys. Actually, what I just touted you on was a game for tomorrow night. I thought you were asking me about yeah. a game on tomorrow's card. That's Milwaukee and Oakland tomorrow night. Uh as far as uh, well, good. Tonight, we're, we're gonna pocket it. Yeah, I was looking yeah, actually, exactly. Mark. I kept scrolling yeah, I while we looking, were talking. I'm like, me too. I'm what like, time's to start at nine <laughs> thirty? Thought it was uh, off the board. <laughs> it started three hours ago. <laughs> uh, uh, getting back to tonight's basketball. Yeah, so card, Rutgers, uh, Rutgers, Ohio State. Yeah, Rutgers, Ohio State tonight. Uh, uh, what's your take on this one? Well, you know. Y- when you think of Rutgers, the problem with me is I, I think of the Rutgers football team and not the basketball team, and I just can't get the ugliness out of my mind. But the Buckeyes are carrying a lot of weight these days. Uh, going out there as six-point road chalk tonight looks kind of hard or heavy to me. This is the kind of a game where Rutgers, I think, can uh, dispel all that football myth and put themselves on the map with a basketball win here. And I grab the points with Rutgers here with uh, them being off a 14-point loss. I'll stay at home with Rutgers plus the points. The other one, yeah, big Mark, one, Cam. Houston. What, what do you got? Houston and Temple. Yeah, Houston tonight. and Temple. That's another good game. Temple. What do they get? Fifteen one and, and a half home. at home. Yeah. Yeah. Plus one now at home. Houston fifteen and zero. For me, it would be Temple or pass. I agree, guys. You know, Houston took them out twice last year, and you got Houston coming off a big revenge win of their own last game. Temple pulled an upset win their last game. I like home dogs that just come off upset underdog wins. I'm with Temple with you guys in the game as well. And another right, one, Mark, so before jump. we get to the other. Yeah, I was going to ask, Mark, just any, uh, like, trends or Marquette, Gabe, 12-3 in the Big East against Creighton, 10-5. and five. That's another game that's kind of, you know, under the radar, Mark. That's a great basketball game, Marquette and Creighton, two very uh, good programs. Yeah, Marquette's won uh, and covered five straight against Creighton here. Took them, beat them twice last year. Uh, you got Creighton, though, at home on a pretty strong home court off a 15-point loss with double revenge. Tough call for me here. If this game were pick 'em or anything dog, I'd probably look at Creighton here. But uh, I got to respect that Marquette number this series here. They've dominated the Blue Jays in the past. I'd either do, uh, if I had to do this basketball game, I'd probably do Marquette or pass just because they're the dog. Uh, Mark Lawrence with us. All right, Mark, let's get into the National Football League uh, here. 
Um, you know, history, you and I talk a lot about past uh, history. And one thing that I was talking about has been the last five years, the one seed, a one seed, either in the AFC, or the NFC have, have won the Super Bowl. And, you know, there was a time from 2008 to 2012 in which wild card teams and there, there would be upsets in the NFL playoffs. You know, it's a great example. Look, uh, so um, five, five, five straight years, number one seeds have won, uh, won the Super Bowl. But get this, over the same time span, just five teams who played on wild card weekend managed to reach the conference championship game. 2013 Niners, 2014 Colts, blah, blah, blah. All right. They then lost by an average of 18 points per game. By comparison, in the five years prior to this, 2012-2008, eight teams reached the conference championship game, only lost by 0.25 points. But I'm looking at this right now, and I think we're in an era of the home seed, uh, the home team, and the top seed uh, market. It's interesting because I like both the NFC teams, but in the AFC, I like both the dogs, and I'm sort of overlooking it. So we always talk about this. Trends are like political polls, man. Like, you can sort of, you know, twist them any way you want and believe it or not. Cause, but listen, I think the Colts are a live dog to win the game outright. I think the Chargers can win this game outright. But I like both the favorites in the NFC this week. You know, I've been saying most of the week here, when we put our newsletter together, uh, that handicapping this divisional round card, to me, I'd rather get a root canal. Than have to handicap this card. <laughs> and the, 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 the reason being, the reason being, I'm a, I'm a huge dog guy, as you guys know, and it's hard to make the case for dogs this particular week because you know that you're going into uh, some really, really minefields with them. I'm with you guys in the Colts. I think the Colts look like the best live dog on the card this week. Uh, they've either playing the best football of all the dogs. They've won the yards in 13 of the last 14 football games. They're just dominating on the field here. You've got Andrew Luck in this game against Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes' first game as a quarterback in the National Football League. Uh, those guys really, really struggle uh, in their first start in a, of a playoff game. The problem with me with the Colts is that this is three in a row on the road for them. And three in a row on the road in the National Football League playoffs is a minefield. It's really, really difficult for these teams to have to get past. You've got the Chargers in the same situation that way this week here as well, and you've got Philadelphia in that same role as well. Three dogs all out on minefields of three consecutive road games in a row. Like I say, order up the dentist, give me a Rook Canal. Don't let me have to handicap <laughs> this card because it's difficult. <laughs> it's difficult. Well, Mark, well, I found it interesting. And, you know, as you stated, though, it seems it seems to be hard to make a case for some of these, the dogs, only because of recent history and the situations, as you mentioned. You know, teams play on wild card weekends. So, as mentioned, the last five years, 20, 20 divisional round games, only five teams have played on wild card weekend and advanced to the conference championship game. Back-to-back week games, you're playing against a team off a of bye, you're playing on the road, and you're playing against a team with a better record than you. And, and it seems to be a pretty tough combination to overcome, yet, you know, the Chargers don't have a home field advantage. I actually think they're better off on the road. And the Colts, I don't know, man, it seems like the Colts can play anywhere right now, and it wouldn't matter, Mark, they're playing such good football. Well, they are. Both of these two teams are probably playing the best football in, in, as the underdogs that they happen to be in these particular roles here. But, uh, you know, if you go back and you look at these, 
divisional round games, the last 36 years, there have been a total of 36 underdog upset wins, average of one a year. And that goes hand-in-hand hand with the fact that favorites, these rested favorites, have their way. They have the luxury of having this extra week, and it affords them the ability to win football games. So if we have an average of one upset underdog win in divisional round games over the last 36 years, I'm looking at this card and asking myself, who is the live dog I think can win the, the be that one winner this week? You know, there have been two. One time there was three, but there, and there have been two a, a few years. But an average of one, and that one winner to me, if I had to isolate a game, would be the Colts because of Andrew Luck, the style and what they're playing with right now, the rhythm in which they're playing with. Uh, the choke job that Andy Reid is in the playoffs, he's just absolutely horrible in his career. Uh, if you take a look at Reid's numbers here, they make you want to throw up, you know, for all the right reasons. Uh, Andy Reid at home in the playoffs, 0-6 to the spread against opponents off back-to-back wins, two straight-up wins. Andy Reid against AFC South teams at home in his career, 2-11 to the spread. Um not not a lot to like about Chiefs the Chiefs. haven't won a playoff yeah. game at home since Joe Montana was the quarterback. Yeah. Great point, Gabe. And another thing, guys, what about the, the Kansas City debacle where Mariota hit it to himself? That's Tennessee, another AFC South team, Mark, that pulled off the upset when the Chiefs had control of that game. Very interesting point you bring up. Uh, well, it is. You know, and you, go ahead. I was just going to say that I, I was sort of keen, and we talk about it often, Mark, in the Super Bowl about how Point spread doesn't really come into play. It's more, you know, if the team's going to win the game. And, you know, I'm looking, and I will sprinkle on the Chargers on the money line and on the Colts on the money line. I think one of these teams can win, and, you know, I can win like this. But I sort of get the feeling, because it's such the theme of the week this week, that Andy Reid's going to collapse, that Andy Reid this, Andy Reid's going to choke. And, you know, you have Mahomes making his first playoff start, as you mentioned, but and the Colts are playing so well. But I don't know, man. I almost get a feeling that the Colts survive a close one in a, in a classic game. I think we're looking at one of these 37-34, you know, 35-31 type. It, I think we're looking at a real fun game. Whoever has the ball last wins. I don't think either one gets blown out, really. So I think the points do come into play here with the five and a half. Well, let's hope they do. Uh, you know, I'll share this this ugly of ugly of ugly stats that you know, I've talked about. I'm harping on the fact that these playoff teams that are playing three in a row on the road, if they have a win percentage of less than 666 in the season, those teams are two and 32 straight up, and 627 wow. and one against the spread. That's Indianapolis and Philadelphia this week, guys. Uh, now, Indianapolis is not what I would consider a sub-666 team because they started out in this big hole. Yeah, they're 10-1 and one right now. Exactly. Exactly yeah. right. Right. So I'm, I'm yeah, going to you know, 10-1 the last copy. 11. Yeah, you, I think you can. You know, Mark, something. You, you, go ahead. Go ahead, Mark. I was going to say that uh, what you've also got here is in analyzing the number one seeds in each conference here, the AFC number one seed has struggled in these divisional round games, 18 and 10 straight up, but only 11, 16 and one to the number here. Uh, the NFC does really rather well, number, uh, number one seeds in the conference, but the AFC has struggled in the past. So that's another bullet against the chiefs this week. And then you put it together. Just look, talk about stats. You talk, this is a fantasy show. Talk about the fantasy stats. You're talking about the chiefs, the number 31 second worst defense in the league, taking on the Colts, who are the only team in the playoffs 
that are playing right now that have a top ten ranked offense and a top ten ranked defense. Mark Lawrence yeah. with his playbook.com, uh, great newsletter. And Mark, I believe you wrote in the playbook too, and I've been talking about it that the one seed's more dominant in the NFC since '75, right? Sixteen Super Bowl winners from the NFC one seed, nine from the AFC. Now, one daunting task, too, for the Cowboys, and it makes sense to me that teams that played in the wild card weekend, NFC East teams, Cam, in the wild card weekend, it's from the playbook, Mark Lawrence's playbook, the database, that they're 1-10 in 10 against NFC West opponents um, in the playoffs um, on the road the following weekend. <laughs> tough spot, you know. Very you're, tough. you're going on the road to the West Coast against a better team. It's a tough spot, but that's a tough game with that seven-point point spread. But I do think the Rams win still. I'm not sure if they cover. I actually think yeah. the number's a good one. I got the Rams winning it is by a good seven number. points. I, th- I think it'll be right around the number. I think it's another tough football game, guys, here. You know, the common denominator in these playoffs this year is that all four home teams are regressing. All four road teams are on yep. the come right now. Exactly. So, you know, you're trying to make cases for these home teams who are playing their worst football of the season here. So it could be a chance for these dogs to one-time bark and bite, which they rarely do this division round. Mark Lawrence, playbook.com. Thanks for the time, Mark. Take care, hey, my Mark. My pleasure, as always, guys. Enjoy the games. Be well. Thanks. There's uh, Mark Lawrence, playbook.com uh, with us. All right, uh, we'll get into Cam's golf, uh, six-packs, and more. Did you know that you can listen to this show live on the award-winning Fancy Sports Radio Network? Listen on the iHeartRadio app, the TuneIn Radio app, or download the Fancy Sports Radio Network app. The Fancy Sports Radio Network is the only totally free, 24-7, 365 Fancy Sports Network of its kind without a subscription. Check out YouTube Live on the Fancy Sports Network YouTube page and participate in the program in there where you can ask questions, discuss the topics with other fantasy enthusiasts, or tell everyone that you disagree. Call into your favorite show and ask your question. The number is 844-84-FNTSY. That's 844-843-6879. The Fantasy Sports Radio Network, your free fantasy source, 24 hours a day. Uh, spinning, uh, good, good selection, Jay. Up here in space, looking down on you. My lasers trace everything you do. Electric eye, Judas Priest. Um. All right, so let's get into it. Uh, we got the Sony Open. We got NHL. We got NBA tonight. We got college basketball. Um, you, know, it's, we're, you know, football's winding down, uh, but it's just time to start to, uh, you know, sharpen, um, sharpen the claws with some of these other sports uh, right now. Uh, the golf, to be honest, this is like the first, um, this is the first full field, so to speak. Like the golf, yep. you know, the golf, they, they never, they used to sort of take time off. Not really, but. No. From money. what I recall, it used yeah, it used to end, you know, September, and it was just all scrub stuff, and then boom, they'd all come back to white. But it's here; we're, we're in January. But you know, last week was okay, but it seems like this week is is more important. Like it's just like the first real tournament of the year. It feels like. 
Yeah, for, first full field, full field event there, Marancy. A lot of big names are there, too. Very interesting stuff. It's going to be kind of a young guard meets old guard situation, too. But I'll tell you one thing. When you look at this tournament, uh, Justin Thomas just absolutely crushes it in Hawaii. Like, this tournament, it's made for him with his length and all the things he can do pound for pound, the biggest guy on tour. Patton Kazire won last year. But if you look at Justin Thomas winning back-to-back tournaments in Hawaii, always successful here, always in the top five. But it's interesting. Now you got DeChambeau. He's red hot. Cam Champ. This guy hits it a mile. Like small guy like Justin Thomas killing the ball. Guys like Kucher, a veteran, has played well here. So it's going to be a great tournament. And when I put my DFS roster together, buddy, I wanted to have exposure to Justin Thomas because he's so expensive. You have to really go deep and find some guys from like the Wed.com tour or guys that weren't really successful on the PGA tour because Gabe, he's so expensive. And I wanted to have other lineups with like Cam Champ and Leishman, and other guys who have been really successful too, and hot players. So I thought, it's kind of like the DJ last week. He didn't win, but we thought, you know, and he still finished top five and didn't play well. That's what I feel about with, like, Justin Thomas, Gabe. He's plus 650. I looked around at all the books. Most of them, uh, you know, plus 450 is low. I saw one at plus 650. That's the best I've ever seen. Hoping for a seven. But I would, would rarely put, like, $100 on a guy to win a golf tournament. But at seven to one, if I can find it, I will with Justin Thomas. Uh, some interesting uh, interesting options. So uh, you mentioned Justin Thomas sort of being that building block. He's going to be extremely heavily owned. I get it. Uh, a guy that I'm looking at, uh, Cam, and as a better, uh, if I got a one and done, and let me get the guy's odds up uh, right now. My, my one and done, ah, the odds aren't great, but um, DeChambeau, 11 to 1. Yeah, DeChambeau is... I'm putting. I'm going to give two golf lineups on the show, Gabe. But my third one has Deshaun in it. I wouldn't be surprised if he either won the tournament or finished top three. He's my he building could, block. Yeah, yeah. Like remind, he's, that's the, I, he's the guy. I'm going. To, I'm, I'm going to fade Thomas. I, you know, I get why everyone's doing it. Yeah, I'm just going to do it because Thomas is going to be heavily owned, right? But you know, they're both good picks. I get. I get it with Thomas here. Yeah, and I get it, and I get it with DeChambeau but with you. Look at Brees and DeChambeau. Listen to his events. The guy won the Shriners. He finished seventh last week in the Tournament of Champions, was right there, and uh, 12th at the Hero Challenge. All he does is show up. Look at the fantasy points per game, 108.2. Like, yes, there are three guys in the tournament, and I'm actually looking – Gary Woodland is a guy that I love. He came second last week in, in the tournament to Xander Shifley. It was a little bit heartbreaking for Gary because he got close. So you got to make decisions when you're putting these lineups and bets together. You can't bet everybody when guys are like DeChambeau's only going to be between 10 and 12 to 1, Gabe. Leishman, probably 18 to 20. Like, I don't have like a nine pack or remember what was your, what was your buddy? You called me, hey, Cam, give me a 36 pack. Like, 20, you can't do, yeah, yeah <laughs> the 24 pack. Yeah, I could drink 24 beers. I can't bet on 24 golfers because I'm going to be broke. Um, you know what I mean? Because we, we just add up the units. So if I'd make four or five bets, you're going to take a Justin Thomas at seven, a DeChambeau at 12. Like, I can't really bet a lot of guys in the tournament, but I love your DeChambeau pick, and I would make him or Thomas uh, the mainstay uh, building your team. All right, uh, Cam. So I've got my golf team. Uh, I've got a golf lineup ready to go. If you want, you want I'll start, fire buddy? it off or if you yeah. want. Yeah, you and can create. I'm going cr- uh, cr- to tell people out there. Sorry, Marenzi. Gabe, it's it's interesting. Like you follow all sports, 
golf's not your favorite sport, but I, I found it. It's very interesting. Like, you kind of just take your little golf vibe. Like, you even did it with Ryan Ruffles and, like, picking guys at the minimum money to make cuts. Like, it's just something. Golf is a sport that in DFS, man, you could do really, really well in, and you have. So, you know, keep keep the keep the ball rolling, man. We can make some money well, we'll this week. We'll see if we can. We'll see if we can. We'll see if I'm getting too cute here this week. But, all right, DeChambeau is going to be my guy. Uh, he's 11,100. 11, After that, I've got Paul Casey. Nine thousand one hundred. Paul Casey. What great do you think win. about Paul Casey great win. this week? Like uh, Paul Casey almost made the cut for me. I want to bet him. I just need a little bit more positives for Paul Casey. Great, great lower ball flight in the wind of Hawaii. You want a guy that can keep it down. The two best guys for that, Leishman, probably the best in the world, and Paul Casey is right up there too. Great controller of the golf ball. Love the pick. I've got uh, Keegan Bradley. I like Keegan Bradley this weekend. Keegan I hate Bradley. That guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's personal. <laughs> he's a, he's a Patriot fan too, Brett. He just want to tell you, Boston guy. All right, it's okay. Yeah, no, um, no, it's okay. Yeah. He's actually playing. A Kyle lot Stanley. I've got Kyle Stanley. Like nice. I've got uh, Peter Malnati. Malnati. Hey, Malnati. And, yeah. and, and and Keith Mitchell. Ke- you know what? DeChambeau, Paul Casey. Keegan Bradley, Malnati, and Keith Mitchell. Very interesting. Brad. That's See, why the Keith, the Keith Mitchell one of pick, my lineups. He blow like he murders the ball. Also, a lot of guys. It's interesting. Long ball hitters do well here, but also so do guys great who are greens and regulation. You know, he's one of the best in the world. Kyle Stanley, Tita Green monster. Problem with Kyle Stanley, his only weakness, putting. Kyle Stanley is one of those guys. He will absolutely. Like he will make flag sticks sick because he's hitting them all day. Like he pummels flag sticks. He misses a lot of six to ten foot putts. It's an issue. But ball striking, man, I love Kyle Stanley. Very solid player. All right, what do you got for us? Well, Gabe, I told you I got one uh, team. I'm going to start things off with Justin Thomas. Uh, I have to just his track record here too. Even the last couple events, take a look at T5, T12 at the Hero World Challenge, third in the Century Tournament of Champions. That was last week. He didn't even play very well. The guy shot a 72 in the second round, finished things off with a 65 and finished third. Justin Thomas is also a birdie machine. 25 birdies last week. He'll get you a lot of fantasy points. Like DeChambeau, he's a guy you could build your team around. Now, Gabe, I'm going back to my guy, Cam Champ. Cam Champ has, in the last three events, finished 10th, 6th, and 11th. He's the real deal. And the thing about him is he pummels the ball. He's going to be able to hit low stingers in Hawaii, and that's going to be his game because of his length. Get that putter going. I really like him. He's expensive at 9900 but his track record is proving very, very strong in DFS. And birdies, 22, 23, 26, 105.5 fantasy points on average per tournament. That's nuts. This guy is an elite player, and he's a young guy. He's only going to get better. Now we're going to go with some other guys. Patrick Rogers. I know I was looking at some emails. Patrick Rogers is also a good, like, 80-to-1 type of pick in the tournament if you can find him. I think he's got a chance. His last event, he finished second at the RSM Classic. Patrick Rogers hits the ball pretty well. Stanford grad. And I like his uh, form. I think he'll do well in this type of course. Now i got to save some money on my other guys because I paid up with Thomas and Champ. We're going to go with Andrew Putnam. Putnam's a guy, I was kind of looking at him going, you know what? He's in good form. Like, he actually won an event. He finished in T14 last week at the Century Tournament of Champions after a bad 73. He shot 69-70-70. Pretty consistent for 80.5 DK points. T4th at the HSBC Champions. That's a great event with a lot of good players. So, 
top 15 in both of his last events, including a top five, Andrew Putnam at $7,400, sign me up. This is a little bit of a risk with Sam Ryder's on the storm. Sam Ryder, he's $7,200. He's a very, very good player, but it's a better field this week. He's going to have to compete against good guys. He's Shriners. He's one of these guys, Gabe, I think is really, really going to be an up-and-comer and watch him for incredible value in the future when we're betting, uh, especially top 10s and 20s, because he'll make you a killing. And Troy Merritt, he's kind of an all-or-nothing guy, but very consistent recently. T23, T16, and tied for 34. Troy Merritt, another big ball hitter there. Hopefully uh, he gets his iron game in check. So my team, Justin Thomas, Cam Champ, Patrick Rogers, Andrew Putnam, Sam Ryder's on the storm, and Troy Merritt. I like it. I like it. Um, you go multiple lineups uh, this week. Yeah, yeah. I, low, I got another go all in here. I got, yeah, I'm going all in. And the thing was, I couldn't afford Justin Thomas in this one. So, guys, if you're going to play DFS golf, kind of do what Gabe did with the DeChambeau and build your team, or you can build it with Thomas. Then you got to go cheaper. This lineup, I actually took three really hot top tier guys and three guys way at the bottom. So this is the attacking strategy, Gabe. I took Mark Leishman as uh, my big ticket item this week, $10,500. His form has just been incredible. First, 18th, second, and fourth in his last events. That's insane. Like, Mark Leishman's probably one of the best players in the world right now. Also a good win player, so I'm going to start my team with him. I mentioned Cam Champ. I'm going to put him in this team, too. I'm also going with another Cam, this time Cameron Smith, the young Aussie. First at the Australian PGA Championship, seventh at the CJ Cup. This kid is an up-and-comer, Marenzi, and he, he's very—he's a little bit expensive too. Guys in golf know about him. Ninety-four hundred bucks. So I got Leishman, Smith, and Champ. Now we're going to start things off. I got to go digging in the bargain bin, and I went started off with Ryan Armour. He's uh, seventy-two hundred bucks here, but very consistent. Top twenty-one, top twenty-fives in his last two events. A T fifteen at the RSM Classic and twenty-first at Mayakoba, and he's playing very, very good golf. So Ryan Armour for the price, I like him. Then we're going to go with Chase Wright, a graduate of the Web.com Tour, seventh in his last event. Got to watch out for these young players, buddy. Gabe, they're going from you know the Web.com onto the onto the top tour with the guys. Some are going to do well, some are going to struggle, but I like this guy's pedigree. And I'll tell you, cheap, cheap, cheap. Watch out for him. I also made a bet on this guy at sixty to one for a top ten. I put ten bucks on it. Max, Max Homa. I think he's like two hundred and fifty or three hundred to one in the tournament. Very good golfer. He's going to find it tough on the tour for a while, but hopefully he can straighten up. I'm taking a chance with him in Hawaii at sixty four hundred dollars. One of the cheapest guys. But watch out for Max Homa. I got to take that bet. Sixty to one top ten. Ten bucks gets you six hundred, Marenzi. That's my golf lineups, buddy. Like it, like it. All right, uh, gotta build it, gotta build it, buddy. I like your Deschambeau pick. I want to, I, I gotta find a way to put Deschambeau in another lineup because he's gonna finish top five, guaranteed. I can, almost, I think he might win. What's so if so if you're betting this, what's the, what's your one and done? One and done. What a great question. One and done. I'd either go Leishman. He's also eighteen to one in the tournament. I, I want. I might want to save Thomas. Ah, oh, God, no, you can't save it. No, what? screw it. Justin Thomas is my one and done. Justin Thomas. What about you, Deschambeau? I'm gonna go Deschambeau. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good pick. Very good pick. He's hot right I'm now. I'm surprised because normally, normally you don't take the favorite. No, it's either him, Cam Champ, or Cam Smith, or Leishman. Like those are the four guys. I'm going to bet DeChambeau, Thomas, Champ, and Smith. I, I'm not going to do like 100-to-1 guys. I'm going to do top 10 and top 20 bets with the rest of the guys. 
history has shown other than last year with Pat and Kazire, a top player will win. Either like, you know, Justin Thomas, a Spieth, one of those guys. Oh yeah, and by the way, Jordan Spieth in this event, Gabe, I have no ownership of him. I'm actually fading him in matchup bets. <laughs> like I have like Thomas over Spieth at like minus 160. Like if I can find anything under minus 200, I'm smashing every single matchup bet against Spieth. I'm taking a chance. I think he's lined up against Leishman is minus 150 against him. Cam Smith might be a dog against him. Like if I can find four matchups, I'm taking all my guys against Jordan Spieth. DeChambeau against Wait. him, Thomas against him, Champ and Smith, all versus Speed. What? I'm fading Speed. You're anti-Speed coming into the season? You don't expect much from him? I just don't expect anything from him now. And betting this week, I don't even think he'll – he might crack the top ten, but I don't see him winning this golf tournament. I'll tell you one thing. I, I'd sure rather have Justin Thomas or DeChambeau over Speed, and I'd rather have Champ, Smith, and all these other guys over Speed. Hell, I think I might take Matt Kuchar over Speed at plus 180 in a matchup bet. Um, look, so I'm looking at the uh, the optimizer here right now. Some great stuff for golf. Um, so let's look at the percentage as far as uh, as far as the, the winners are concerned. You know, Justin Thomas going to be at the top of the board. Uh, Gary Woodland's a guy we didn't talk about, but is Woodland going to light it up on back to back weeks like this? Uh, Woodland's a, a top choice this week. Um, the optimizer's giving him a uh, giving him a nice chance uh, of winning this tournament. Seven percent chance of winning this tournament. Justin Thomas got a 9.7% chance of winning the tournament. Uh, Woodland's got a 7.38% chance. DeChambeau, 729 There's a little bit to drop to Leishman, then Paul Casey, Hideki Matsuyama, Keegan Bradley, Adam Scott, Patrick Reed as, uh, as we move down. I get the feeling, too, like a lot of times, Cam, I like the long shot in golf, but I don't feel a long shot. Not this week. week. I think it's going to be one of the week. bigger names. I agree with you. Like, guys, if you're going to make, like, a couple like bets. Like, even for DFS, to... I don't see anyone at 6500 bucks no. or 6000 and stuff. No. Like, usually we do. I'm like, oh, this guy's good. This guy's cheap. And this week, it's like, nah, he's not going to do well. Like, you need to spend money this week. You do. Like, you have to have, in my opinion, you have to have either Thomas as your building block, DeChambeau as your building block, Leishman, Cam Smith, Champ, like one of those guys, like the expensive guys, because not only is their form good, the course also suits them better. Yeah, like I'm looking at cheap guys, Gabe, like who do I take? Like there's not a lot of guys that instill faith in, you know, in this tournament. You thought a web.com guys are veterans. Hey, what are you going to do? Take Davis Love at 6,300 bucks. Your boy VJ's there too. Like, I don't know, man. Like I just, I'm looking at the, the prices saying, no, I think, I either think Thomas DeChambeau or Champ wins this tournament. That's who I'm building my team around. Uh, Got to spend up money this week. So as we stated, uh, guys, the one thing, the um, the uh, the projections are great. Now, listen, it's produced seven seven millionaire makers. Uh, the Daily Roto projected uh, tools and optimizers, etc. Look, last night I didn't listen, man. It's one of the few times I always listen to the computer. And I'll be honest, I veered away a bit. I've been getting a little cockier where. I'm like, yeah, I don't like that guy, and I'm going to go with this guy instead. And lo and behold, last night the computer loved Andrew Wiggins, bro. And I did it. I'm like, why? Why do you love Andrew Wiggins so much? Like, what? What? why suddenly is he going to go off? Lo and behold, the son of a bitch last night scored 63 fantasy points, Cam. <laughs> I know. He went, he went bananas. He did it all. Yeah. I realized. Happens, I'm like, buddy, why did like, Yeah. Why? Why? Why didn't I follow? Why? But 
the uh, the golf tools are over the top good. Um, Very good. Over at Daily Roto. World famous. So uh, check it out, guys. DailyRoto.com. All right. The uh, the inputter better get this. Uh, oh, yeah. Email Waiting on the email. Outputter soon. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Good uh, golf insight, golf talk uh, there. Well, all right, we got a lot of picks to get to. I'll send. Uh, I'm going to send you the picks. I'll send you over the. Uh, I'll send you the, uh, the newsletter, the midweek alert uh, as well. Oh, here it is. Thing is, uh, if there's any games, a couple games, guys. Uh, yeah, like we're going to have to live back. Yeah, it pissed now, me off. Th- I- Xavier games off the board was, and uh, another games off the board. I was going to get in on Georgia starts. actually. Yeah. yeah, Georgia was a six thirty uh, start. Correct. Never ends these guys. I kind of like six thirty. Oh, they're down. They're oh, they're Georgia, winning nine six. Son of a bitch. See. Yeah, Georgia's beating Vandy nine six. Correct. And, uh, and Xavier uh, Georgetown. Georgetown eleven. Yeah, Georgetown. Yeah, Georgetown. <laughs> Xavier have really struggled this year without Chris Mack. I sort of like Xavier in this spot here tonight, too, just out of desperation, man. Like, they're in a free fall right now. But I'm not going to force anything. Um, as I say that, I've got a bunch of D-Gen picks here that I'm about to lay down. <laughs> scared money never wins, right? Very true. Don't be scared. Got a confidence, confidence. Tough, tough board tonight, though. I don't think uh, some of these games are difficult, man. It's not an easy night. Like, it's just it's a tread lightly night. Like, nothing jumps out since it's amazing. It's a tough board every night. It is. When, when, when isn't it? Um, all right, we're going we're gonna to go, though. We're going to step up and in. Last night, the Atlanta Hawks played well against the Toronto Raptors. Raptors kind of mailed it in last night. Um, they were 14-point favorites. They barely won the game. But now the Atlanta Hawks traveled into Brooklyn here tonight. And kind of a tough spot after being in Toronto last night. It, with Vince Carter's last game, it was an emotional night last night. They lost late. They gave it their all. They actually played pretty well. And Brooklyn, very, very interesting. I read something about Brooklyn today, the Brooklyn Nets, in which, against teams with a winning teams, playoff teams, it's actually not bad because they've been injured recently, but their last nine games against playoff teams, Cam, the Brooklyn Nets are five and four against the spread and four and five straight up. All right, so playing against teams yeah. in the playoffs. And it's pretty impressive. They beat the Raptors. They beat LeBron. LeBron yeah. and the Lakers went to Brooklyn. They beat them. They beat the Philadelphia 76ers on the road. But there were a couple other playoff teams. They lost to Boston the other night. But Brooklyn have built their record, Cam, by winning games that they're supposed to. And I was reading about how they really 
maximize these games. Like, they know it's how important it is. Like, they know, all right, we're kind of in tough, man, if we got to play the Raptors all the time. And let we need to get wins when we play against these subpar teams. And they've been doing a great job of doing it. They're 8-1, and one, actually, against the spread, against non-playoff teams, like their last nine games or so. I might be off. This might be like 9-2. and two. It's, I think it's 9-1 and one even. So here they get the Atlanta Hawks. They're laying eight and a half points. I really want to lay the eight and a half, but Brooklyn have been pretty good starters, and then they sort of hit the wall as the game goes on. And Riggs has caught on to that about, like, betting the fourth quarter unders with net games. Like, you'll notice, Cam, with, like, total bets, the nets, you'll be like, oh, my God, really high scoring in the first half. But by the time the end of the game arrives, it sort of settles in. You know what I mean? And it seems to be like a – it must be by design that – Let's ambush teams early and then just ride it out after. So I think they can catch the the Hawks in the first half here. Minus five. I'm going to go with the Nets minus five in the first half. And here, we'll fire it off right now. Yeah, no, and the thing is, that that was an emotional game for the Hawks last night. They almost beat the Raptors. Raptors had to come back late to win that game. I think they're going to be drained. I like your angle on that game. And and you said it. Remember Brooklyn before? They were in a real bad spot against the Bulls, and I watched that game. I don't watch as much NBA as you, Gabe, but I'll never forget that game because we both had money on Brooklyn. And I'm watching down the stretch. Every time Chicago got up, it was a road game. They came back. They came, they came back. You said it. They beat teams that they got to beat. That's why the record is good. And they understand, hey, if we're going to get pummeled against this team, maybe we'll save it a little bit because we got to beat the lesser lights of the world. Smart. It's actually very, very smart. They know they can't get it done saving energy and they've well, been very very good in those games strong there's ways there's theories to make the playoffs right there's ways to go about it in the sports and you know you you win your home games and you go 500 on the road basically and you're gonna have a hell of a record right like there's certain ways of like different ways of approaching it like some baseball managers they just look at it like let's just try to win every series if we go two and one and three, three, you know, three and one or whatever, two and two and four, we're going to be good at the end. I remember like the uh, the Expos in 94 when the Expos were just murdering people. The, it was the same thing, Cam. Like the Expos against under 500 teams were literally like 48 and six or something. And against teams with a winning record, they were like 500. You know what I mean? You know, but they, they just destroyed teams and – and it made it. That's how they had. That's they were like forty-five games over five hundred that way. Same way in a super contest, in a football contest that we're in. It's like golf. If you just sort of like do a birdie every week, three and two, three and two, three and two, it'll add up. You need a couple of eagles mixed in, but it'll add up, right? You know, betting's the same way. We're always looking for that hole in one. But if you're just systematic and draw birdies and sometimes have pars and pushes and move on, you know, you'll end up winning more money than losing in the end. No, I'm with you, and it's it's hard. The, the the best thing is, and we don't do it, and I, I know I don't do it. I have nights where I go, you know what, this is going to be the night, and you feel it, and you get out of your rhythm, and then you really, really work hard, and you go, you know, plus units tonight, plus units. Like last night, I liked what I did in hockey. I did the, you know, methodical bets. We hit that parlay. We did all the good things. But, Gabe, Saturday night will roll around. I'll go, wow, look at all the games. I'll have a couple cocktails, and I'm like, I'm feeling it. And some nights you do that, you don't feel it. Then you have to work hard to get to where you were before. It's almost like my blackjack. I'm a totally opposite person. When you've seen me play blackjack before, I play a system, and I'm an emotional person. But I've learned you don't get emotional playing cards. It's stupid. You'll lose. If you go, oh, I got a vibe tonight, sure, it'll work one time. 
but it won't work other times. If you stay the course, you will do well if you know what you're doing. Sometimes, though, it's tough, buddy. Gambling, there's so many games. It's kind of like a strip club for certain guys or a buffet for most. Like, I'm looking at it going, ding, 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 ding. You get excited. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're looking at all the stuff. It's like fancy lights at the arcade. Oh, look at all the games. Yeah. It's hard to stay disciplined. Well, look, last night I bet. Last night I bet too many games. Listen, the parlay helped. I had a couple of wins mixed in last night, but it wasn't a great night. I shouldn't be betting that many. Even tonight, I'm sort of going back to the well with college, and we're jumping in here, but... Yeah, hey, it, it, it is what it is. I think we can hit these NBA games. So I sent you the email. What's at 7 o'clock out of these? Let's see. Um, if it is, I'm going to knock them down wait. now because, uh, yeah, it's important. What do we got? All right, so the Brooklyn Net game, yeah. No, that's at 7.35. Good. So I don't like the line. college? Here, but still, 7.30. Yeah, college. Yeah, college has to, that's, the, that's the one. That's the one So we got to worry about here. So. No, I think I think they're all late games. I did actually. Hold on, too. let me see here. Uh, college, college, college. Yeah, you might be on yeah. something here. So seven o'clock. Hold eight on, o'clock, no. eight thirty. Louisville, Louisville is eight. Yes, Louisville is eight. Seton Hall is eight thirty. Kansas will definitely be later. Yes, Kansas TCU nine. That's nine. Yes, yep, you're good. You have no nothing to worry. Inputter says all starts are after seven. X, yeah, and the Nets game seven oh five or whatever, so no problem. I'll attack that one first. Yeah, what do we Nets got on Twitter half. here? What am I missing? Oh yeah, we've got uh, hundred and eighty one votes right now. Sixty nine people uh, say uh, they prefer white jerseys in the NHL. I get it. People are saying it should be a case by case basis as well. Uh, I, I hear that. Someone uh, our boy Mark the Shark has a good point. He goes, They call it home whites for a reason. <laughs> like Mark share Yes, exactly. Very well said. <laughs> yeah, it's great. The big, uh, big card. PCJ. It's a long, oh, is that not? Is that, is that not the best? Is the like the cartoon character with the with the ongoing scroll? Is, guys, come on, Marenzi. Lapine takes it up a notch again. Like I look. Like, <laughs> big card, Julio. <laughs> Great nickname, Big Card Julio. Oh, oh yeah, I know. I came up with that. Actually, I'm proud of myself for that one. Big Card Julio. He likes, he likes a big card. Okay, yeah, your NBA um, bets are in, buddy. I'll worry about the college later. They're done. All right, so what are you doing? Uh, you have a hockey lineup for us? You want to give us any? What do you got? You got some picks? I actually us? did. I did one game, and I'm going to plow through it because I know we got some picks. And But I really like the lineup. Uh, uh, there's only three games tonight, so we're going to start things off. It's star-studded, and I really saved some money. Sean Monahan of Calgary, they're at home to Colorado. Hey, guys, Colorado's goal, backup goalie, Grubauer, stinks. He really sucks. Sean Monahan had 10 DK points his last game, seven against Detroit, $7,000 signed me up. Gabe, you're going to like this one, an old friend, Jean-Gabriel Pajot of the Ottawa Senators, $3,500, injuries to the Senators. He's playing. He's only played in one game. He got four and a half DK points. Dirt cheap tonight in Anaheim. He's going to get more playing time due to Senator injuries. Johnny Hockey, Johnny Goudreau, got to take him in every lineup. Eight, eight, 11. That's three of his last four games. Are you kidding me? The guy's got 64 points in 44 games for the Flames. He's got nine points in his last four games. Real points. What do you think? This, this guy's insane. 16 shots? Come on, Johnny Hockey. 
hey, he's on fire. Patrick Kane, I put him in my lineup all the time, and all he does is deliver six and a half, seven and a half, five. He's over his averages. He's riding the hot hand. Chicago hosting Nashville tonight. Patty Kane, five points in his last two games. So we're going to ride the hot hand. DeBrincat of the Blackhawks, good young player on that team. He does quite well. He's $5,600. I like Chicago, actually, and an upset maybe to beat Nashville tonight. I'm going to give him a shot. Eric Johnson on the blue line, $3,700 is a steal. Four and a half, three and a half. This guy's doing it all. Even when he doesn't get points, he'll get you three DK points for that price. I'm in. Duncan Keith, Gabe, haven't put him in my lineup, I don't think, all year, but the savvy veteran has points at three straight games. So Duncan Keith looked a little bit old at the start, but the Blackhawks are finding their form. We're going with Chicago's goalie. Got to take a chance. Colin Delia, love this kid. Three goals against, three goals against two. He's been really good, and he's getting a lot of rubber. 947 save percentage, are you kidding me? That's great stuff for the kid. He is the go-to guy in Chicago. And with my utility, got to go with one Nashville Predator, Kevin Fiala. Very, very hot player. Three points in his last two games. Very, very underrated. That's my lineup, Gabe. Unfortunately, after New York, I'm back home. Still no change because I'm broke. But I got a full <laughs> fridge. Full fridge and freezer. Went shopping. Yeah, what's what, what's for dinner tonight? Uh, I didn't make those Cheddar Bay biscuits. I might give them a shot tonight, see how they go. My mom gave me the Red Lobster uh, Cheddar Bay biscuit mix uh, she had in her cupboard. She goes, why don't you give it a shot? So maybe if I eat them tonight, I'll give you a... Uh, uh, a review tomorrow on the show. So I'm going to probably cook up some biscuits and uh, I, I, can't, I might go ghetto tonight. I might have like craft dinner or hot dogs or something, but I, I'm going to have something nice tomorrow, like a nice pa- nice pasta, like a rosé, make a, a cream sauce out of it with some parm. Do something nice. I don't really feel like cooking tonight. You yeah, I've done it nights. on real lazy nights uh, where um, uh, where I'm doing the uh, the microwave craft dinner, which is even worse. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. it actually tastes the same. But all you do is you put the water in and you stick it in the microwave and that's that. Like that's when I'm like, I don't I don't have time to do anything. <laughs> like exactly. I I don't care anymore. Um our boy Yang was actually quite taken back that I ate at McDonald's this afternoon. He's like he's Why? never seen anyone yeah. eat McDonald's before. Why? Like, McDonald's. I no one likes McDonald's. He's like, yeah, man, your your stomach, man. He goes, You got stomach of steel and I ate a McChicken and uh, and a fries. It wasn't bad. All right. I just I wanted something fast, and I wasn't in the mood for screwing around. Yeah, I went to that McDonald's when I was there. It's okay. They got the chicken tenders there on the value menu. I got like a double cheeseburger. It's, it's you know what McDonald's is. It's kind of one of those things. I never really enjoy it. It's just kind of something to fill my stomach. Like I haven't had something there I've really enjoyed in a long time, like a quarter pounder or a Big Mac. I, usually it's just to fill my. No, face. but that. The location in Vegas is good, though. We talked about it. At the yeah, team. the good. Yes, yes, fresh, fresh. I'm with. It's the you. same thing. Listen, you go to McDonald's on eighth, eighth and thirty fourth, man. Like it's, it's sort of like, it's not, it's not going to be the prime McDonald's. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it wasn't. <laughs> we always talk about like better in the suburbs. It's one of these deals, and you're so 8th right. and thirty fourth is not the suburbs. <laughs> Very true, Gabe. Yeah, I found it actually a little bit disheartening. I'm like, I expected more. I had breakfast at the other place, too, and it was all cold. Like, my hash brown was soggy. Very unimpressed. All right. I'm trying to get this lineup uh, together <laughs> for people here. We're what, for basketball? Running, running out of, yeah, running out running of, of racetrack. Yes, as you as you, you uh, and your buddy, uh, late, great Ted TV. All right, my picks. Was, yes. Picks, picks, pen. Nets, um, minus five first half. Spurs. Minus 145 money line. College basketball, Louisville, 
money line, minus 165 to beat the Pittsburgh Panthers in Pittsburgh. Seton Hall, minus 150, money line. They're hosting Butler. If I had a best bet, I'd probably lay down on Seton Hall. I think Seton Hall beats Butler tonight. Kansas, minus six. Number feels a little light. Minus six. Jayhawks hosting TCU. TCU, Kansas, over 151 and a half. If we don't hit this over, I'm done with the totals with Kansas. And uh, NHL hockey, Predators and the uh, Chicago, I was going to call them Atlanta Hawks. Predators and the Chicago Blackhawks, over one and a half in the first period. So that's uh, Nets minus five first half. Spurs on the money line tonight in Memphis. Uh, one and 12 against the spread last 13 games for Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, Louisville, Louisville to beat Pittsburgh. Seton Hall to beat Butler on the money line. Kansas Jayhawks minus six. TCU Kansas over 151 and a half. Predators and the Blackhawks over one and a half in the first period. What do you got, Ken? Yeah, on college game, I'm going to take a shot with Creighton on the money line uh, with Temple. I like Temple plus one and a half. The problem is now they're minus one, so I'm a little bit scared about that game, but it's already been bet. NHL hockey tonight, it's a very, very tough boy, my friend, but you know what? I'm going to go take a shot. I'm taking a shot with the Chicago Blackhawks, half unit, plus 165. They're at home, they're playing better, and we'll see. I think they can actually beat Nashville. I'm going to take Calgary in regulation tonight because I don't want to lay 200, so I'm going to do the minus half puck. And Gabe, I actually might take the Ottawa Senators tonight or the over. Haven't decided that game, but I'm taking Calgary in reg and taking a shot with Julio's Blackhawks, big card Julio, at plus 165 tonight. That's it. And uh, Creighton in basketball and Temple. Ooh, 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 ooh. Owls. Oh, you're gonna, you're gonna go with uh, you're gonna go with the owls here, huh? Yeah, I don't. I, and if they don't cover because of that steam movement, like I'll be pissed. They were plus one and a half. I got them at Pickham, and now the line's up to one. So people, it's a, it's a bit hard move on Temple late in this game. Seven o'clock tip. Well, what were we just saying yesterday? Steam burns sometimes. <laughs> It does. That's steam. Yeah, steam's hot. (laughs) Steam steam burns. Yeah, I know. And if they don't win, then I'm done with steam. How's that sound? Cold showers from now on. Small plays on tap. Small plays. This is more of an experiment pick tonight. I want to see with the steam if I get burned or not. Better be hot, Yang. Um. All right, uh, players to take tonight, a little bit later on. Uh, Clever tonight. Clever on Dallas. Nice uh, DFS pick. Andre Drummond's going to light it up. Computer loves uh, Neto tonight uh, as well. Neto on the Utah Jazz. Uh, D'Angelo Russell, another player to take a look at uh, later. Scout Radio next. Thanks, Yang.